Today I'm talking with Paddy Crow. He's an alternative therapist here in Cork. Hello, Paddy. Hi, Dunder Mihal. Good to, good to meet you. So tell me, Paddy, who are you and what do you do? What do I do, Mihal? is kind of a difficult one to answer because uh, I suppose I don't like being confined into any kind of a system or any kind of a, of a label, really. But, you know, I work with people. I've been working with people in this field for well over 25 years, I'd say, at this stage. Um, I suppose I started off in the whole area of alternative medicine and moved from that, really. Um, where, where now I work with people, I suppose, in the whole area of healing. Uh, and I suppose that in a way that's simple in a way you know because we just we 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 know what healing is if I cut my hand I know what that is you know I put a plaster on and I heal you know but I suppose when we look at healing here you know we, we we're really talking about ourselves and that can be a little bit more difficult to actually to, to, to get a handle on so that's the area I really work in I really work in healing from a point of view that people present themselves to me and and it will be across the board, really, people present to me. It can be anything from cancer to depression, you know, to anxiety, to fear, to somebody who just wants to evolve in themselves, to somebody who wants to be happier, for somebody who wants to understand more about themselves in life or whatever. It doesn't really matter. So, so I work with people right across the board. Uh, and I work with them as they present to me. They present to me people normally present with something you know i have a problem i have a situation i have an issue in my life like i said it could be physical mental emotional whatever um and we then spend our time then addressing really what needs to be addressed now we, we it may appear that what we need to address is the problem that the person arrives with but actually it's the person we need to address it actually isn't the problem um, so because we, we, we normally see the problem as the thing outside us, the, you know, the thing that triggers me, the thing that worries me, the person, the situation, the event, or it could even could, could be like a cancer, like I said, OK, because a cancer can be something that somebody that people say, well, I have this and, and, and I'm worried because I have this. Um, so I'm not working with what we're calling the problem. I'm working with the person themselves so that they so that they can see what's going on between them and what they're calling the problem. So is it like a sense of disidentification with what's happening? Okay, it's a good question, Michal, because uh, I suppose it's it's kind of an obvious question in a way because we kind of feel that the problem is bad or the problem, whether it's a fear or worry and anxiety, I need to get rid of this. You know, I need to heal that. You know, I need to, you know, do something with that. So so it kind of feels like we, we should be, you know, disassociating from or distancing ourselves from or separating ourselves from. But if we if we can understand that separation in itself actually causes its own conflict because that's what separation is so i would never work with somebody to separate themselves or distance themselves from the situation uh, believe it or not it's actually the direct opposite it's actually when we're no longer separate to the situation there's peace and that's really where we need to get to because once once there's peace there's healing I, if there's no peace there's no healing now in separating or distancing myself, or even the notion of, you know, letting something go, you're still creating a conflict between you and the thing itself. That conflict remains in you, and you, you operate then today, and you walk around, if you like, in a level of conflict. And it looks positive, because I'm letting the thing go, if you, if you can understand, really. 
but the, the, the letting go, the movement of that in yourself is actually a conflict in itself. So there'll actually be no peace. So we'll never actually get to healing as such. We may get to some use of some technique where you say, you know, I have mastered this. In other words, I now have control over the thing. So there still remains me and the thing, but now I have control over it. But that's very tiring and very wearing because now I have to keep watching the thing and I have to keep control over it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And again, there's no peace. And again, there's no healing. So if you can get a sense really that it's not about distancing myself from it, or even letting it go, which maybe a lot of literature will tell us, you know, to let something go, to drop it, distance yourself from it, control it, manage it. All of those things, and I know it sounds contradictory now to, to what's going on out there and all the different, uh, uh, you know, uh, things we, have, we understand about healing, really. But it's actually the opposite of that, actually, because all of those other uh, attempts, really, that's all they are. They're d- attempting to do something with the thing. And that movement of attempting which is time and thought and movement, really gives you no peace. So therefore, the healing doesn't happen. You end up in a kind of a strained state of managing something, but, you'll always, but you always have to manage it then. It doesn't end. It always has to be managed. What do you think stops people from actually experiencing that state of peace? We haven't been peace for a very, very long time. Now, we have moments of peace, okay? But we have operated... In, in ourselves, we operate in a, in a mind which is thought, which is me, which is a thinker and a, and, and a thought. And you have this movement going on in us all the time. And we operate like this and we feel that's the only way to live and to get by is by thinking, by, you know, by having me and that, me and you. Again, this sense of separation. Now, that's, that's, that's what we call, we say, maybe our mind. That's how our mind operates. It starts the minute you wake up in the morning, you're in your head, and there's me and my thought, me and tomorrow, me and yesterday, me and Christmas, or me and my cancer, or whatever. So we have lived like that, really, you could nearly say, for, you know, for, very, for a very long time. So it's kind of like all we know. So when we go to address the situation of healing, we address it still from the same place of that thinking. So we, we still operate in that same way of me and the thought or whatever. And so I need to get rid of it or separate or whatever. Because it's like as if it's the only way we seem to know how to operate. Because that's how we operate every day. So this is like, you know, so it's like in a way it looks like, you know, it's something new for us. But it's not new, really. You know, I would say it's our nature to be peace. It's not our nature to be conflict. So, so deep down we do know this. Uh, but it's just for some reason or other, we all seem to operate in this state of thinking, thought, mind, separation, you know, time, uh, past, future. So that's how we operate. And I mean, that's the way it is. That's, that's really how we all operate. So it's very, very difficult to have peace when we operate like that. So it really then is, is a matter of then of us understanding, well, what has to take place in order for that movement in me, that movement of thought, if you want to call it, for that movement of thought, in order for me to no longer operate like that. So then I can operate as peace. Now, I would feel that once I then operate like that, whatever it is I'm manifesting, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or whatever, or if it's somebody who wants to evolve from the state that they're in, I feel once we're at that place of peace, that's where the evolvement takes place. That's where the healing takes place. That's where, in a sense, you know, the situation, the problem, the past event, the future, that's where it ends. It ends because now it doesn't exist. In other words, you, there's not you and that anymore because you are now peace. And you can't have a duality in peace. Duality only exists 
in thought and in separation. In peace, there's only yourself and what I- and it's like and what is, but it's you are what is. In other words, there is no other, so there's no separation. So peace never has a separation, and peace never has a duality. Whereas we walk around all day long in a state of duality, and I would say that is the cause of our of our anxiety, our worry, our cancers, whatever, uh, and all of that really. So, so, so. So addressing that then really, it's not like a therapy, if you like, really, where, you know, I apply a certain therapy or whatever. The first thing really is for us to really, really understand how I operate. If I could really understand that I'm operating in a state of conflict all the time in myself, if I could now understand how to operate differently in a state, for the moment we'll call it peace, if I could operate like that, you know, that, that's, that would be the beginning of me working with somebody. Now, I can then incorporate many, many other things in as well as that. If I want to use what we may then call therapies like healing where, you know, actually, you know, um, uh, um, work with the person in order. I'm very aware of healing myself, you know, um, intuitively. So it's very easy for me to equally to put somebody up on a couch, you know, and say, okay, lie back for a while. So let's get some healing to take place as well. You know, I may actually work in the area of maybe past life regression where I may look at something that's uh, affecting the person in this life, but it's coming from a past or it may not be past life. It may be just a time. It may be just back 10 years ago, 20, whatever. So I may use regression with them. I may regress them in time um, and I may regress them into past lives as well. If we feel that's, that, that would be that would be appropriate. So if I want to use different tools, if I want to call them. So instead of setting myself up as a regression therapist, you know, or as a healer or as a, you know, as a, a bioenergist or whatever. So I, I, I can employ these things if I feel if we feel it would help us. But the main, the main thing really is for us to understand really, you know, how can I move from operating in this, you know, conflicting state that I operate in every day in my head and in my mind? How can I move into, into, the, into a state really which is peace? Because I feel that's the, the biggest move. And, and whatever we can use then to help us with that then, that's where I, that's where I then employ, in if, if you like really, or, or incorporate therapies or systems or whatever. So, so I don't, I, I never see myself really as, you know, the regression therapist or whatever. I really see, you know, what I'm really interested in is, is, this, is this ending, this movement in us, which creates, our, which creates our conflict. And I use therapies really to help me with that. Is it the ego or is it our conditioning or what that prevents us from experiencing this peace? You see, we can blame these things. You see, we can blame ego, we can blame conditioning, we can blame our parents, we can blame our situations. We can blame all of that. But you see, the, the the actuality of the situation really is, it's it's I'm the person who's reactive in myself. We can blame the external thing, or we can blame what we're calling the trigger, or we can blame the conditioning. But ultimately, it comes down to myself, really. I'm the person who's continuing to be reactive. Now, I actually think that, that may that, that that may look negative because we're saying, you know, we've got really, you know, uh, I, you know, I thought it was the I thought it was the um, the conditioning and everything, and now it's it's me. It's like as if I'm blaming myself. It's not that I'm blaming myself. It's the fact that now I know the origin of the of, of the of the problem, which actually is myself which is great because now I can do something with myself. I may not be able to do something with the external or with the people or the past or whatever, but I can definitely do something with myself. So, I mean, I can do that with myself because I walk around myself every day. So I think that's really good because therefore then, you know, I know I can be on the case if I want to be. 
well, I'm the, the the problem is my own reactiveness. Even though I'm reacting to something, we say a situation, event, or past, or conditioning, or whatever, it's really still down to me. I do not have to operate in that state of reactiveness. And I suppose that's what we'd address if I was working with people: is is it possible to operate in a way that is not reactive? So, um, and and it boils right down to myself because. The reactiveness is myself. I'm doing something in myself that makes me operate in a reactive way. I do not have to carry on like that if I don't want to. When I was in India last year and I was studying yoga and one of the key principles behind it was saying that that all disease starts in the mind. Do you think this is true? Yes, I would see. See, it's not that all disease starts in the mind, and yes, and yes, it is because again, we may feel that you know I'm to blame. Okay, this is not about blame. This is just understanding. We'll say the origin of disease, if you like, really, or disease, no ease. That's what disease is. It means there's no ease. Now, where there no, there is no ease, is in me. Okay, and when there's no ease in me, it gives rise to many, many, many things. So even though I may pick up something from the outside that may be the cause, we could say, of an infection or an illness or whatever, it's my dis-ease in me, my unease in me, is what then becomes reactive. It, it with that in in other wo- in other words, it's still I feel that even if if I pick up anything from outside, but I, I am not reactive, I feel then there will be a harmony, if you like, or there will be a healing will take place. If I remain reactive, even though I would say, yes, my reactiveness is, we could say, is the cause, but that doesn't, see, like, see, for instance, what if I, what if I hit my hand off the wall, or what if I get cut, or what if I'm in a crash and I break my leg or whatever, we could say, well, you know, it's not my mind caused that, but and I still need to heal, and and now and now I have a an illness from that, I'm, and I may have an infection from that or whatever. So I'm saying that yes, so so you could nearly call that external if you like, really. But still, how I am in myself, my state of reactiveness will determine how fast I'm going to heal. If I stay in that state of reactiveness, it, you know, this may develop into something more or whatever or whatever. So my state of calm or my state of peace, I would say, is vital. So yes, we could say that, you know, that my illness all comes from the mind. I'm not so quick. To, I, I agree with it. And yet, on the other hand, you know, I'm what I'm inclined to say really is that my state of reactiveness, the way I continue in a state of reactiveness, doesn't help me in any way, you know, to be to be uh, to be calm or to be peace or to not have disease if you want to put it that way what's the research around all of this see most of the research is going to be in the research of mind it's going to be in the research of what can i do with the situation um and what approach can i take and i like i said most of the research around it is going i'm talking about now from from this point of view and i'm not talking about the medical point of view now i'm talking about you know towards you know uh, um almost like you say alternative if you like people you know when we say uh, to heal you know to um uh, whether it's depression anxiety or even cancer or whatever uh, most of the the approach is still um, du- it's still dualistic in a way really it still treats the cancer uh, 
as being something that I have. In other words, that's still kind of something, there's me and there's that, and I need to do something with that. It still treats it like there's you and your depression, as if you have this thing called depression, and there's you and the depression, and now you must do something about that. And, or whatever it is you have, there's still this duality, as if all of these things are separate to me, and I just have them, and I then have to act upon them, or I have to fight them. And if I win, you know, I win. And if I don't, I die or I remain, whatever. So it, the approach mainly is is still dualistic. And I feel um, we're, that's going to be problematic in itself because I feel once it remains dualistic, um, we're not going to get very far with this. Now, we, we'll definitely, I mean, from a medical point of view, we come up with great, fantastic medicines and all of that, really. But it's still, it's still treated dualistically. It's still me and my problem, me and my, you know, me and my cancer, me and my depression, me and my fear. You know, you must drop that, you must get rid of that, you must heal that, you must fight that. It's still dualistic. There's still no peace there. And I actually feel if we continue in that dualistic state, really, we're never, first of all, it's not even just about what I do about my problem, but in myself, I'm not going to feel well walking around today because I'm never going to feel happy. I'm never going to feel content. Are you trying to say to embrace what's happening to you or befriend it rather than resist and judge it? We could simply say yes, but it actually wouldn't be the truth. Like to really, like to really, to really look at this closer, like we're probably not going to get to it in this discussion here, right? Okay, because it's like we we have to get really to the root of this. So it's like even when we seek, because if we, even if we say to embrace it, you see, we're still we still feel it's separate to us, and I need to embrace it. You see, the actuality or the truth of the situation is that it is not separate to me. The the state of separation comes from my mind. The fact that there's me and a thought. So I think I'm separate in myself. I think there's me and my thought. I also think that there's me and myself. Like I talk to myself all day long. There's me talking to myself. So we have this notion that I am two, if you like, really. And we treat everything the same. So it's not even about befriending the illness or the situation or whatever because that's still dualistic you see that is see this is very very subtle because it's very difficult for us to get beyond that feeling of dualistic because it's how we operate because that's what thinking is thinking is dualistic there's me the thinker and there is the thought so but we kind of think the thought is separate to me and so we have this game going on between me and thought. We even, we even argue about the thoughts. You know, the thoughts came at me. The thoughts overcame me. You know, there's, there's more thoughts. You know, I can't get away from them. As if there are these things floating around in the air. And, and there's this game going on between me and them. Like what's happening is, tis I'm creating the thought. The, the thought is myself. The, there isn't, there's no dualistic, there's nothing dualistic going on here. So when we go to approach a problem, we, we only, we do it in the way that we operate all day long, which is dualistic, we, which we think it's separate to me. And we then probably the best then, like what you're saying here, Michal, is like, well, would I befriend it? Would I accept it? Something like that, really. You see, that still won't bring us to peace because now I have to accept something. I have to be, befriend something that I don't like. There's, see, there's still no peace in that. You know, it kind of helps a little bit, so at least I'm not fighting it. So we say, well, I'm not fighting it. But I'm saying accepting it is, is still another state of conflict in myself that I have to accept something that I don't like. So it's neither accept nor, nor it's any of those things. 
it's to be able to see and this this is difficult maybe you know to understand for most people here now uh, for listening or for most people even come to me or most people I work with around the place is like the fact that there is nothing separate to me which is it sounds crazy now because you're sitting alongside me and you could say well I'm separate to you and I'm saying yes you're sitting alongside me and I experience you as being separate to me because that's how I operate in my head and as a result then we could now be in conflict and I could now judge you and you could judge me and that's a game that goes on inside my head it's that game of judgment and that game of accepting or rejecting or whatever see there's still no peace in that okay I, 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 I believe you know that's a very important question but I believe we're not going to get to the bottom of it here because really this is, this is where I spend I suppose so much time with people you know to try and see can we get really really down to the bottom of what is going on here and what is this conflict that's going on inside me and how do I really end that conflict now as long as there's duality there's conflict so we're saying how do you end duality when you're, when you, you're saying that you're sitting separate here to me so how do I how do I not judge you when we say that you're separate to me? You see? So so that's a whole area I would feel that really I suppose when people come to me, that's what I do. Like we sit down and we have we work really to see can I can I get to a place really where I really, really understand the way I'm operating and it's the way I'm operating is actually keeping me sick and the way I'm operating is actually creating my anxieties, worries and fears. And we, we then may go on to say my physical illnesses, my cancers or whatever, whatever. And even if we're not saying that they create the cancer and the cancer comes from asbestos or something, my reactiveness in it won't, won't let me help, won't help me to heal the cancer then in that case. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying really, you know, the, I suppose the, the bottom line here really is the, the first thing, I suppose the most important thing I work with is in people really is to see can we, can we, can we operate differently? Because the way I'm operating today is calling, is causing my unhappiness, my anxiety, my worry, my anger, my fear, my frustration, my physical illnesses, my mental illnesses, and the whole thing. It's actually how I'm operating in myself is actually causing the problem. But to get at the root of it, it, it is easy if we if we keep exploring this. But we'll be here all day, me all exploring it, and we we we'll get, we'll get a good handle on it then. But in this bit of time we have here, we're not going to we get a sense of what we're saying, really. But the only way then is really is we spend more time sitting here saying, let's really, really see. Can we understand what's going on here? It, it should be simple enough, really, because it looks like it's actually just myself. It's obviously the way I'm behaving or the way I am operating in myself is actually causing my own anxiety, worry, fear or whatever. So surely I should be able to address that. So that's really what I do, as opposed to set myself up as a therapist or whatever, is let's address that. And like I said a moment ago, I then may use therapies to help with the addressing of that. So ultimately, Paddy, would I be right in saying that we are the creators of our own experience? Well, of course we are. I mean, we're, we're the experiencer, if you like, really. And again, we think there's the experiencer and the experience. But in fact, it's all actually the one thing. So, of course, it's all created by me. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. We are definitely the creators of of everything, really, that we're experiencing, which is uh, also, I'm afraid, the good and the bad, if you like, really. Say a client comes to you, do you act as a facilitator to help that person to, to understand and become aware of what's actually going on for them in their own thought process or feelings or behaviours? Would that be right? Or 
Yeah. Yeah. See, Michal, yeah, 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 that's it. When somebody comes to me, you know, you, if you can imagine, you know, somebody is going to present with something. Otherwise, there's no need to come to me, right? Okay. So they're going to present to something. There's a very good chance they may have done many other things. They've been around the block, more than likely. Excuse me. They've been around the block. Uh, and they they arrive at my, at my place and they, they're they presenting with something. They're saying, look, I have this cancer or they're saying, look, I'm, 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 dep- I, I'm what they're calling, I'm suffering from depression. Uh, I'm very anxious. Um, I, I can't sleep at night. I, I have a difficulty with my relationship. Or it might be somebody saying, look, I'm not really happy with life, really. I'm sure there's more. Uh, I don't know what the more is. I can't seem to experience that. So therefore, you know, m- my life isn't as fulfilled as I'd like it to be. So it could be that person as well. So everybody's presenting with something. Okay. Now, so 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 what I do, what we do really is, you know, I f- first of all sit with somebody and we spend time really understanding really what it is that they they have come with, what it is they're presenting with, and we have to then put it in its place really, where we have to see really what it is they're coming with they think they're coming with something as if it's external to them or some situation or something they want to uh, want to achieve and i suppose we need to start looking at the truth or the actuality of the situation and we need to put everything in its place in other words where is this what i'm presenting with in relation to myself uh, is it separate to me in other words or is it myself is it something is is it how i'm operating in myself or is it something outside of myself and I need to address it or fight it or do something with it? So that's where we have to start. We have to see, let's understand what it is we're talking about when we say, I'm depressed. Like, what does that mean? Okay. Or I have cancer. It looks it looks simple to say, I have cancer. But what does it actually mean? I have cancer. Like, like does cancer just present out of the blue? When you say, I have it. I say, well, where did it come from? Are we then? Is it then external to us? Is it something I need to do something with? Do I fight it? Do I address it? Do I heal it? And that's the tendency again. Is it's going to present as a something that we need to do something with? So, the, so the first thing is we need to get an understanding of if we continue like that, I will set up a, a separation between me and that. So the first thing we really have to understand how how we can see that clearly enough so that there is no separation between the event and myself. And that's the beginning of peace when there's no separation. So that we that that's where I would start really with the person where we would sit down and we and we would see, let's understand really what do we mean when we say I have cancer, when we say I am depressed. What does that actually mean? Right down to the core now, so we understand exactly what we mean when we say that. Or, or whatever it is this person is presenting with. So that's the first thing. We need clarity. What are we talking about here? Okay. It's not something I bring in and I have to do something with it. Okay. That's the way it's addressed normally. And I'm saying it's not that. So now let's understand what exactly is is the situation when we say something like that. You know, I, I have, you know, I have colitis. What does that mean? So we need to be very, very clear what that means. That's my starting point. And that could take a long time because we need to get very, very clear because people will see uh, a separation between what they themselves and what it is that they have. And they think they have to do something with what they have or fight or do something with it. And we have to really, really get clear about all that, first of all. So that's the first thing. But equally, you know, people could present to me like some people present to me and like take somebody who comes of a foreign language, for instance. Now, I then can't have that discussion. 
so we now can't explore sitting down what is this and what is that so so then so then I would work with that person totally different I would then work with that person completely in healing or vibration or whatever and with that person I would just put that person on a couch and I would pick up what's going on around them instead. So instead of sitting down working with them, I would actually pick up on what's happening as a person vibrationally. I would see it quite clearly. I'm, I'm used to working at this level. So I would see that quite clearly. And then it would be addressed, if you like, vibrationally, if you can understand that really. That means that when whatever we're experiencing in ourselves, what it is that people bring in, it's also presenting vibrationally as well as maybe physically, mentally, emotionally. It's also vibration. In other words, it's your energy as well. So if you can move in and address something on the energetic level or the vibrational level, you also help it to heal. Um, and for that person, maybe of the foreign language, you know, I may never get to speak to them, but we but we we'll still get results. Take somebody who comes into me who may be, you know, who may not want to sit down and actually have a discussion like this because it just might be too much for them. Again, for that person, I would work vibrationally. It would be the same thing. And then what we may find is that by working vibrationally enough, they come round a bit more and then we may be able to address it then verbally as well. You know, um, uh, and then somebody, the same thing like somebody who may be very, very depressed and when people are very depressed, they're also very, very tired. And they're just not able for a discussion like this. They're just, they're just they're too exhausted or too tired. They're not able to, 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 to have this conversation. And again, for somebody like that, really, I would work with those people. You know, you know, every time they would turn up, it really be, would be working on the couch with them. I would see really what's presenting. And vibrationally, I would see, if you like, I would see the depression vibrationally, if you want to put it that way. Or I would see the illness vibrationally. And then I'd work on it vibrationally. So, so it's not it's not it's not everybody is going to be approached verbally, but if possible, I like definitely if somebody is able or up for it to approach it verbally, because then the person can understand it themselves, you know, as opposed to me then like doing a job for them if you want to put it that way. But I've no problem stepping in to do that for somebody who's really tired, you know, like the person who's depressed or the person who's just not uh, able to have a conversation like this or the person of a different language or the person who's just not able, like I said, to, to go with what we're doing here. I would work differently with that person then, you know. Um, and for most people I work with, I actually work both both ways. So any, take anybody who come in to me today, for instance, um, uh, I would have worked with them just like we're talking now is to get clarity of what's going on with what they present to me and then I would normally put them on the couch as well and I would then equally continue if you like in a non-verbal way because I would then continue vibrationally because I would still see what's going on vibrationally and and we'd get some help as well then vibrationally as well while the person just lies back and has a rest really because even while they're resting their vibration of what they're presenting with it still exists it's just there right in front of me um so I move into those areas and that helps the person then as well. So then both the conversation, which brings clarity, and then also the healing then, both of them together work really, really well. But if we can't have the the the, uh, the conversational bit, the exploration bit really, I would work purely then, in purely at the level of healing then, which would be vibrational, which would be healing. How important do you think the words are that we say and the thoughts that we think? I'm not awfully interested in the words we say and the thoughts we think it's actually how we feel is what I'm interested in because if I'm feeling at peace in myself or I'm feeling peace well then the right call it the thoughts that are compatible or the thoughts that are harmonious uh, really that's how I'll think 
you know, and that's how I'll see things. So I suppose I would always feel that the first thing we need to get to is the state of the no, the no conflict or the no um, uh, reactionary state of myself and get to that state of peace. That's the first place to get to. And then let's see how I speak from there and let's see how I think from there and let's see how I, how I operate from there as opposed to, you know, if I change my language, if I change my words, if I change my, it'll help me. It's true, but I actually feel the other way around uh, it, because I feel that way is an effort. I, it's an effort to change, you know, you know, uh, what it is I'm, you know, how I express myself. For instance, well, I'll express that better, or I'll express that more positive, uh, and you should speak more positively. It takes huge effort to be like, because you're all the time playing this game of being positive and negative. Whereas if we address being peace. You will always be positive. In other words, there will be no negative, if you like, really. So, so I always, I would always work with. It's not when I have the thing sorted, you'll be peace. I always have to work with. Let's be peace first, and then we'll sort it. So that's always my first place. My first place is, let's see the reactiveness that's going on in, in anybody who comes into my room here. The first thing is to address the reactiveness, and let's get us get ourselves into a state of calm or peace. Now, it's actually from there. We can now look at our past if the past was our problem. We can now look at the cancer if our cancer is a problem or whatever. It's not when the cancer is gone, I'll be peace. It's not when I've the, my past sorted, I'll be peace. It's when you're peace, you'll sort your past. And it's when you're peace, you'll sort your cancer. It's not the other way around. So for me, it's always, let's get to that feeling, that state of operating in myself where I'm no longer conflict, where I'm no longer reactionary, where I'm actually peace. That's the first move. It's not sort out the problems first. It's get to that first, and then the problems get sorted. Would I be right in saying, Paddy, it's working from the inside out? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. We start with the inside, and if we can see what the inside means, the inside means really that all of the feelings I have are generated in myself. So that's where they have to end. It's not when I end the problem with the past at the end. It's I end them with myself because even if something happens in the past, the feeling is inside me. The feeling is not in the past. The feeling is in me. So it's still, this is where we have to go first. It's an inside job. It's inside. And if we can get it, and I suppose if we, I suppose my, my first job, if you like, really is to see, let's, can we understand what is going on inside me? Can I understand really how I'm operating? And can I understand that how I'm operating is actually creating the turmoil or the fear or the anxiety or the worry or the dis-ease in me, really? And it's not actually the event outside that took place is causing it. It's actually my reactiveness is causing it. It's the inside job. So that's the first place we go. So so, so you're right. It is it is inside. and that And then I feel that has to be the first thing we address. Not the event itself, which may be on the outside, which feels on the outside. So we start with myself. I start to understand how I'm reactive all the time, how I'm fighting that event, worried about that situation, anxious about that or whatever. That's the first thing we address. Once we get peace there inside, then we, we see then what, how our relationship to the things that we're talking about then, how they totally changed it. And what level of success do you have with people, Paddy? <laughs> I'm laughing, Michal. All I can say to you is I'm I'm in business about 25 years, so and I'm still here uh, and I'm still flat out. So I don't maybe that answers the question. Maybe <laughs> does that answer the question? It does actually. To be honest, yeah. 
we're all guilty, myself included. We're we're believing that it's actually outside ourselves. If we have the the nice car, the nice house, the nice girlfriend, uh, this is all an illusion, basically. Paddy, is that right? I wouldn't say that it's an illusion. I would say it's a it's a mind state of mine, really, where I feel that if I have that, it'll make me happy. If I do that, it'll make me happy. If I look like this, it'll make me happy. Whatever, um, and that that will be a non-going thing because once the uh, that makes me happy, I get to a point where it doesn't make me happy, and that could even be in a relationship. You know, this is the relationship that's going to make me happy for the rest of my life, and then I find it doesn't, and then I find that now I'm miserable again, or I'm unhappy again, and then and then I find happiness again, and then and this will go on and on and on and on, and I'm going now. I'm now going to say not for life, but for lifetimes because remember I'm used to working in lifetimes with people I'm used to regressing people back into lifetimes and I actually see that they're operating no differently in those lives they're still they're still operating in the same reactive way and they may have been very famous people they may have been very wealthy they may have been very poor they may have gone through awful situations they may have gone through great situations and here I see the same thing happening is that actually I'm saying for myself and all of us that we think you know this situation will make me happy that person will make me happy the happiness is not external the happiness is internal again as long as I remain reactionary in myself and dualistic in myself I will never be happy. I may be happy for a moment with something, but because of the duality, because of the way I'm operating between me and the thing, I will always separate myself. Even in my relationship, I will separate myself from my partner, my wife, my husband, whatever really. And eventually that separation will cause conflict and, 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 and will break down the relationship. But it's been broken down actually from the way I'm operating in myself. It's actually from my own conflict operating as conflict as duality as separation so so it's really we're, we're back to the same thing i know we've probably mentioned it many many times really but it's still really that what i really need to address is how i'm operating and at the moment we're all operating dualistically we're operating in this thought way which continually separates not only me from you but me from myself and that's how I go along all day long. I am talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. There's two me's in there. And there's this separation. Going on. So there's no peace. So so the first thing we definitely, we need to address that. That's the first thing that has to be addressed. And Paddy, like you said, you've been in business for the last 25 years. But like, do you think the levels of happiness in Ireland has increased or decreased in that period of time? I don't find any difference really and I'm saying not only do I find difference in that length of time I'm saying even when I regress people into past lives we still operate the same way it's still the same way we just have a, we had a different role maybe we were a different gender and now I'm this gender and but inside me how I operate in my head is exactly the same and that is why even when we look at history like history keeps you know history is what it is really there is still no peace we have no peace today and there was no peace back there in other words if this will continue as long as until we're peace because the external peace can only come from the internal peace and as long as you and i are conflict will therefore then our life our experiences our external if you want to call it has to be conflict so this is going to continue and that's the way it is now we can either say you know it's all right you know that's life they're the ups and downs whatever well then that's fine let's keep living like that but let's be clear about it it's going to be very problematic 
on the other hand if we've had enough of this living like this in ourselves you know the anxiety the worry the fears the the diseases or whatever really we then need to sit down and say okay what's going on here what is actually causing the disease the disease the fear the worry what's causing this so let's get down to the root of it the root of it is myself and once it ends in myself it will end for me then and if it if if for you Michal it would then end for you and for anybody else it will end for them now if it ends for me it ends for my life remember because my internal life and my external life is the same thing however I feel if I feel miserable today I can't have a I'm not having a good day my misery is myself if I'm feeling fantastic today even if it's lashing rain or everything has gone wrong out there I'm having a great day I'm having a great day because I'm feeling great you see it's not that the day is great it's I'm great so once I'm feeling great, I'm great. So once I, if I can get to that place or address the situation where I'm happy in myself or I'm peace in myself, my life will be peace. And, and, that's, where, and that's what peace is for me. Uh, and, you know, if so, if, so it's like you can only do it for yourself, really. You know what I mean? Um, and whoever is interested in addressing it, well, then, you know, that's what we do here. You know, uh, but for most people to come in here, they normally come in presenting with something but then there's the people you know who uh, have presented with things have gone beyond that and who are now you know living their lives their business people or whatever they're doing really and now they come to keep themselves well now they come to keep themselves operating at a good level to run their business better you know for their relationship for the to have a to have a relationship better relationship with their family with their own selves when they're living today so it's no longer them presenting with a problem anymore now they're saying let's let's keep an eye on how i keep myself well you know, so so that I stay well and I stay happy today, because then you know I'll have a better effect in my life. My business will be better, my family will be better. You know, my my life will be better. So so I have people then who come, uh, who you could say, well, why are they coming? There's nothing wrong with them. They're just coming for themselves. They're coming to say, okay, let's have another chat about this. Let's see, am I clear about this? Let's do some more healing. Let's help me with this. Okay, let's so let's see, can I stay well and be well uh, so that my business thrives? For instance, I have a lot of business people who come for for that particular reason. Uh, or any, so I have lots of people from all walks of life really so it's not just the person who you consider who's sick if you like really there's the people who want to be effective in their lives and they know that being effective if they're problematic in their own mind or dualistic in their mind or conflict in mind they're not going to be successful so if the person wants to be successful they have to address exactly the same thing so like I said you know I'd, I'd work with people from from all walks and if you sat here and watched the people who come in today you may say to me you know why is that person coming because I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that person I'm saying there isn't they're just coming because you know they're running a business and uh, they want to be very successful in their business when they keep it moving I'm curious Paddy what drew you into this type of work like how did you gain this understanding in the side where you were just born with it or did you learn it along the way I suppose I learned it along the way I suppose you know I've, uh, you know, I started off in 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 the field of engineering, you know, and then I moved into social work for many years, and then I was teaching for many years, and I actually loved all of that. But then I I became very aware that I I was I had a great feeling that I would love to move into the field of alternative medicine or something like that. Um, uh, and I became very interested. So then I obviously trained. I went away and then trained in many different fields and aspects so that I could set up my own practice. And then I set up my practice then. Uh, and then, you know, I then from there, I've been working 
at all sorts of levels. Like I started working on the physical level for many years. So I understood, you know, the anatomy and physiology of bodies. I worked on bodies. I worked with people on the physical for many years. Then I became very interested in energies. You know, then I became very interested in mind. Then I became very interested in, you know, anything like from hypnosis to any way we could address ourselves. Then, then I suppose... Uh, in all of that, I became very aware of healing then, where healing presented me very simply when I was working on people, I would start to see things clearly, you know, and intuitively. So it, it happened over a period of time, you know, behold, where, you know, I had a great interest in it and I needed a way in. So I had to train, obviously, in different in different uh, therapies to set myself up, you know, to be uh, to be in a practice. Um, and from then, I, I kind of I have never stopped, really. And I'm still not stopped, and there is no stop because you know today I see things today, and tomorrow I'll see it clearer again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Um, so there's no end. This is not I'm now you know an expert in something. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm saying uh, let's apply ourselves today and let's see how we are today with it. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to learn something new again today. I'm going to see something new. I'm going to feel something new again today. You know what I mean? So this is not I'm the expert and I know what I'm doing and we'll do this and this and somebody comes in and say I've got cancer so I say oh yes I know how to approach this we do this it's not like that it's like wow okay let's see what's going on here with this person let's really really look into let's see can we understand today not not what I knew yesterday but today can I understand exactly what's happening today or when I work with somebody in healing when they lie up on the couch it's not like we'll, we'll do what we did last week it's not what we did last week because what's going to happen today is going to be different to last week it's going to be what's going to happen today so I need to be really open and aware myself that I'm open to what needs to happen today and not that I'm just going to ha have a therapy saying, well, we start at the head, we do this. It's not like that. It's, I don't know where to start. I need to see. And it's only, it's only in my openness that I see. Now, this is where we have to start today. Oh, yes, I see this now. It's presenting to me here. So, so I'm learning and moving all day long. You know. So for me, it's like... I may have started back along there, but I'm st I'm still on the move. I'm still, you know what I mean. So, uh, so that's kind of what it's like for me. You mentioned there about openness and awareness. Like, how do you ensure that you have that openness and awareness in your own life? Well, you know, Michal, I suppose it would be hypocritical of me to sit here and talk about having a dualistic mind or being, you know, reactionary and all of that. If I if it doesn't apply to myself, so it obviously applies. I suppose it's easy for me to see it in other people because I see it in myself because I know different anybody else. So I suppose I've always been addressing myself and understanding how do we operate in ourselves and, you know, how is it I operate in this dualistic way and, you know, how can I address that in myself and how can I address my own illnesses or sicknesses or fears or worries. So I've always been on my own case always. And I suppose it's from that really that that's where I get my insights. It's actually being on my own case really. And I would say mainly that's where most of my insight comes from that's where my understanding comes from it's not really from from what i learn outside it's not and it's not that i don't read books or i don't attend t different things that I, would, that I would find interesting of course it is but the greatest learning i would definitely say is is what presents to me every day in myself you know because uh, because i i love new things to present to me so i'm always open for uh, to see something new today you know what i mean so that's how i walk around that's how i sit here uh, and that's what i enjoy you know what I mean? So I'm not waiting to read the next book, you know, to, to, to learn something new. And I'm waiting for it to come into me, into myself. So I'm sitting here and then something dawns on me or some bit of inspiration comes to me, you know. So that's how I've learned mostly is actually, you know, you know, my own intuition, you know, my own inspiration, if you like to call it that, you know, uh, my own intu intuitiveness, um, uh, 
so my own insight you know I get my own insights all of the time you know and that's actually what teaches me if you want to put it that way and then I pass that on to people then you know uh, and I know it so well then because it actually has come to myself it's not second hand if you want to put it that way it's like it's something I know that is presented to me in myself you know what I mean um, and then it's, I see it very clearly and then I can see it in other people then and then my job then is to see can I help people to see it and that's not so easy at times to help people to see something as you know as we say as simple or as complex as duality or as conflict or how is it I remain conflict in myself when I actually think it's nothing got to do with me and it's got to do with the person who abused me or the situation or whatever surely it must be that other person so it's 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 very it's very subtle and very complex to try and to try and bring that back into myself and to see that even though that event has taken place externally if you like really the internal reaction is actually myself and that's what's making me miserable and that's what's making me sad and that's what's hurting me it isn't the other person it's not what actually happened it's how i am behaving or how i am operating in myself is actually the problem so so for me i suppose i'm on the case all the time uh, and and I love that because I love the insights that come to me every day and um, sometimes I write them down so, and I've kind of given up writing so down because I get something new again tomorrow you know what I mean I get updated and updated and updated and updated you know what I mean so uh, so I love being open to, to all of that really so that's really how I operate you mentioned there about intuition and insight Paddy like how you develop that yeah you see the, the funny thing about insight and intuition is you can't develop it that's the funny thing and even though you may have many courses that may uh, promote you know uh, to make you uh, uh, you know more competent or something in which your intuition whatever you, you can't develop intuition and you can't develop insight because it's not something you can develop from your mind it's actually the it's actually when you're not mind let's put it that way or it's when you're not taught or when you're not interested in in the conflict that's going on inside your head when you're not interested in playing that game and there's a quietness and a peace that's where your inspiration is and that's where your insight is so but so it's not something you develop it's something it's like and this is simplistic now what i'm saying it's something that you stop doing actually that makes insight present and stop is the wrong word because that's misleading in itself really because then it's like I'm giving you a task, you know, to stop your head or to stop thinking. That's not that's not what I mean. Because equally, stopping thinking is not stopping thinking because you're still stopping. So you're in the process of stopping. So stopping is still another conflict, if you like, really. So I wouldn't actually say stop, but to kind of just to be simple about it today. Because again, like I said, you know, to explore really all of this in its depth, you know, you know, I, I need, it's like I need somebody here with me. I know you're here with me, but I know that this interview will just last for a short space of time. And it's like, how do you get to the depth of what we're talking about in that space of time? I, 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 we're not going to get to the depth of it. We're going to get the feel of it here from our discussion. The depth of it is when somebody comes to me and we sit down and we have time to sit down and say, let's look at this. And, and, and I'm, I'll meet them again the following week and I'll say, let's see where we are with that now. Let's lie up on the couch, get some healing. That does some clearing again because the person is clear. I say, now let's look at it again. Now what do we see? So this is not, this is not really something that we can tie up here and get all the answers just in, a, in, a, you know, in an interview like this. But we, we will get a feel of what we're saying. But, so to answer the question really is, you know, insight and, and intuition can't be learnt. Uh, and and you can't make happen 
It's only when you're not making it happen, it happens. In other words, when you're not in the state of making or doing or trying or hoping. See, all of those are time. They're suggesting, you know, in the future. Uh, Of course, there's no future. There's only now. We know that. So once I'm in that game of me and the future, in the trying, in the hoping, in the wanting, there can't be inspiration because inspiration only comes when there's no want, when there's no hope, which sounds crazy, uh, but it's actually true because hoping puts me in a, in a state of anxiety, hoping for something in the future. So there's no peace in that. So I would never give anybody hope, which sounds, sounds ridiculous, but that's the last thing I would do because I'd be putting them into a state of thinking about something tomorrow and there's a movement going on in them which puts them into a state which is reactionary then and there's no peace in the person. It's only when there's the peace we'll actually, we'll actually see the insights and we'll see the, uh, and we'll see the intuition. And would I be right in saying, Paddy, that you're teaching people how to become present? <sighs> that was a sigh, uh, Michal. Did you hear it? <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> uh, again, you see, that's what we think. You see, we, we're, we're kind of kind of fed that again you know it's about the present it's about the now you know really but you see that's not accurate enough for me really you know because then you're suggesting to me that I need to be in the present so now you're giving me a task to be in the present so now there's no peace in that because now I have to try and be in the present you understand so so it's not that it's not that it's more subtle than that right okay so it's not about I would never say somebody be in be in the present, right? Okay, because, like I said, I'm giving them a task. I'm 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 again creating a duality between them and the present. I'm saying there's you here and then there's the present, as if they're two different places, and I'm telling them they should be in the present. Okay, so can you see what we just set up now? This duality and this conflict and this this state of no peace by saying to somebody be in the present, and again I think it needs to be explored, and I think it needs because it's not understood, and I think it's bandied about. Uh, and then we've all these people trying to be in the present and now you meet people then and who are trying and we're back into the same problem again now they're going back into the state of trying there's a movement going on and there's no peace because they're trying yet it looks it looks very uh, um, uh, lofty if you like to use that word to say well I'm going to be in the present I'm going to be you know uh, more spiritual or whatever really but that movement to try and be that there's no peace in that so it can't be that Okay, so it can't be about being in the present because when we say the present, we've confined a moment, if you like, really, into this present, if you like, really. Like, th- so therefore, then there's the present and the past, then, and then there's the future, there's the present and the past. So what we've done, we've chopped time up into bits, and that's what time is. Time is is chopping things into moments. This moment, the next moment, the next moment, the next moment, and the next moment. That's what time is. See. Now we we'll get we'll, this will get a bit a bit uh, too complicated here now for this discussion. But if I was to say actually that actually there is no time, there is no chopping of the moments. We think there's moments. I will say there is moment, and it's all inclusive as opposed to moments. So there is no present because if there's present, it means there's past and there's future. It means I'm chopping where I am as I'm sitting here now speaking to you, and we're sitting here together. We could say this is the present, but if we say this is the present, we have confined this into into a place, which means now that there's also a past and there's also a future. You, you see, so there is no present, past, and future. To, to, to if we look at it in the actuality, really, okay. And by me doing that, I'm putting myself into a, another duality of me 
and a state called the present or a state called the past or a state called the future and I will set up a conflict again in me between me and the present this needs to be explored uh, deeper uh, and, and we don't have time to, to go into the depth of this now and, and yet, and yet n- not that it's complicated because it's not complicated it actually has to be very very simple of course obviously um, because surely you know peace is, is, must be highly simplistic surely it can't be complicated so, but but because of the way we operate ourselves, and we can't get our heads around this, you know, the notion of past, present, and future, we feel that's that's what it is, and we can't get our heads around the fact that, you know, that it's not chopped up like that into past, present, and future. There is just there there just is, if you want to put it that way, there just is, which is all inclusive, but we have chopped up is into moments, and now we have time. Would you have any words of wisdom, say, if someone who is actually listening in, they're going through maybe an experience of being depressed or stressed or anxious or even going through a sickness, like, would you have any just words of wisdom maybe just to share with them, Paddy? I suppose the, the simple words of wisdom is that the first thing I, first, I, I feel we need to understand is that whatever it is I'm going through, whatever it is I'm experiencing, whatever it is I'm worried about, in myself there is me and there is that. And I am fighting with that. And if we could get the sense really of as long as the fight continues, I'm in trouble, right? And it's difficult not to fight with it because we're saying I'm feeling all these feelings which make me fight with it. But I'm still saying that, you know, even if I was to sit down on the chair for five minutes and for five minutes, no matter what is going on in my head and in myself, and in my life could I sit down for five minutes and instead of fighting with it could I just let it be what it is just for five minutes and see what that feels like because that in a sense in itself you will start to experience the peace of not fighting with see with is the problem with is the separator see with that so the fight ends, if you like, really, simply because I sit down for my five minutes and I choose not to fight with whatever, however I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling absolutely miserable, if I could sit down and not play with that or not fight that and sit for five minutes, even though it may feel that it's overwhelming me and I'm saying, let it overwhelm you and see what happens if you don't react to it and if you don't separate yourself from it, in other words, see it as something separate and I must fight it, I must stop it, I must stop it overwhelming me, that continues the fight. It's when I sit down and I let whatever is, is. I let whatever is happening, is happening. I let whatever I'm feeling, I'm feeling. Even for five minutes in a chair, just for five minutes to sit down and let whatever is, whatever it is is going on, let it for five minutes without you going into action to fight it to challenge it just let it for f- now that's not accepting remember that is just letting it for five minutes it's in that point it's in that state of just letting it letting whatever is is there's peace and that will give people maybe the, the start or the beginning of what it feels like to not to fight the situation or the event and the beginning of what it feels like to be peace and take it from there then 
anyone wants to find out more about you, Paddy, or even get in contact with you, how could they do it? The simplest way to get in contact with me is to ring my mobile number. That's the best. Even though I'm working out of it, the clinic, I'm in the clinic here in Bishopstown, and, and there's, a, there's a, a few of us work here out of this clinic here. Uh, we all work on our own. We all do our own thing. Uh, and the easiest way always to contact me, because when somebody rings me, I can always ring them back. I can, they can always leave a message. It's easy for me to pick up a phone and say, you know, and if they want to chat to me, what, you know, what would a session be like? What would we do? It's easy. For me. It's always the easiest way is actually to ring my mobile phone. Uh, there's no point giving you the line phone the, the mobile is always the best way because people can send a message or they can just ring uh, will, so will I give you the number Michal ok the number is 087 29 01077 so that's 29 081077 087 ok that, that is the easiest way to do it back. I really enjoyed our interview there today thanks very much yeah me too Michal yeah you were really good you were on the ball yeah you were excellent yeah very good <laughs>